0: Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start It Up podcast, our crucial conversations on Friday. I'm Don Wedrick. I'm Jamal Crook. All right, Jamal, you and I are just on fire because, well, full disclosure, a lot of times we'll record two episodes back to back, so we haven't seen what's going to happen, hopefully, on Twitter. But we did start a conversation (laughs) before we (laughs) got into this awesome rabbit hole of funding some classrooms for an entrepreneurial idea, a one dollar mm-hmm. entrepreneurial idea. But our, our original thing we we're talking about is what if we reinvented school, what will we start with? And uh, to recap, I had said something that you didn't agree with, and I didn't mm-hmm. like any devices into in the classroom until third grade. I know I'm gonna get pushed back on that. Mm-hmm. And you pushed back, I dig that. Then we went into financial literacy and we just went nuts because <laughs> that is my jam, that is your jam. I, I loved it. I think if there's one thing that I'd want to start with, I like, I want to triple down on financial literacy and is younger, the better. So I'm grateful that you brought that up. So, so we're not even done with elementary yet. No, let's go. Let's go shocking. Let's go. Maybe even, I don't know. It may, and we may say nothing. We'd change nothing, but what are we taking out?
1: Oh, uh, PE. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. why why well i mean you know pragmatically and put your guns down <laughs> pragmatically <laughs> uh okay pragmatically, pragmatically go ahead a, a PE teacher costs anywhere from you know depending on your are, yeah, 30,000 right to a hundred thousand dollars a year okay right? well um not to say that you know what they do is not valuable i'm just saying that you don't have to have a pe teacher to have recess okay so you're talking about the elementary school level i'm talking the whole the whole nine like even even um even in in high school you you don't you don't have to have a pe teacher to allow kids access to, if you have a weight room, you know, um, you, you can have maybe hire, you know, have your football coach, or you can have someone there because I think what schools should probably go to and just, you know, you and me here, you know, we have, you know, when you do your master schedule, I'm sure you see that there is, you know, anywhere from an extra 30 minutes to about an hour, depending on how many classes you have, if you do block schedules, you know, all those things, It yeah. you know, it only takes 45 minutes to do one lesson. Right. No, I Yeah. Right. I'm going somewhere with this. So then, so then you, you take, you take, you can schedule an hour of time every day for enrichment. Right. Or, you know, Enrichment or, or recess, whatever you want to call it, enrichment, resuscitation time, and you can have those kids go to their different locations. You can maybe have a you know different clubs or different things going on, and then just that hour could be for those students not to really you know go walk into a situation to where I'm graded because I mean, when you really think about it, and you know keep your guns down, like I'm I'm getting a grade for lifting weights. How do, you, how do you effectively evaluate me on lifting weights? And then we have weight training classes. You probably teach me the proper way to squat and, you know, those things. But after you teach me those, you know, basics about the weight room, which probably takes, I don't know, anywhere from a week or two weeks. So now you're giving me, you know, we've got nine times for 36 weeks in a year. So for 34 weeks, you just open up the weight room and watch me work out in team sports. I know how to play football. Most kids do. We're free. We'll we'll play the greatest football game without any instruction because we effectively know how it works. You may tell me some rules. That takes one to two weeks, maybe three lessons. We're paying anywhere from thirty to one hundred thousand dollars for one PE teacher. If we took that money and bought resources and allowed the the teachers who are on staff to actually monitor students during you know your resuscitation time, it it, it effectively become or enrichment time, and effect it effectively becomes uh uh enrichment time for everyone and then you can create culture you can build community you can do a lot of different things with the students in that time i don't know i'm crazy
0: no so i've read a couple articles and it's been a while like um like especially rural schools that have a small budget and i remember like one thing there were some schools in colorado that were going monday to thursday to save on utilities and then there are some schools that like they and again i uh, i'm gonna use your term but put down your guns don't put put down your angry keyboard they (laughs) they they had um almost kind of a like okay it's your week for recess duty Mm and they treated that like pe yeah now what what the interesting thing is i mean i'm gonna have to google search i mean this may have been a long time ago because i do remember reading this and it could have been when back in my when i taught middle school days i'm not sure but Basically, they said in in some ways it it added some variety to what PE was mm-hmm. uh, because the English teacher really was passionate about rowing, <laughs> and mm-hmm. the science teacher was really passionate about you know running or, or whatever, and and, and so I, I I get it like from a pragmatic standpoint I do understand now that's a slippery slope because you know what about art can we all do art and can we all be creative uh because now you start having actually it's kind of what we're doing we're having discussion of what is school what is learning and can you teach everything kind of thing and 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 that's a difficult discussion because like right. w- taking but but i you know by the way i i don't want to take away art i don't want to you know go down that road um but mm-hmm. i but no, I know. I know. Okay. I know what you're saying. Like you could you could have artistic things in English and all these other things. All right. You know, let's have that conversation. Go ahead.
1: Uh, I'm not saying take art out, but uh, integration of some of these things. We spend money on things because, you know, effectively we want to have a program. We want to, we want to do this, we want to do that. But when we, when we look at society today, Mm-hmm. And how integrated our culture is. My calendar, all my contacts, um, my financial—I have access to my financial—all of my cell phone. Those are just three things, right? Um, the, I mean, there was a point in my life when I first got my iPhone that I I didn't use a laptop because it was so effective in what I what I needed to do. Now I need a laptop because I'm doing more complex things. However, the need for the separate art teacher the need for the separate pe teacher we can do recess and i we can pay our core teachers just a little bit more money um to go out and you know work with kids during during that during that time you know to make the schools a little bit better um or i say better just different right mm-hmm. or that that art piece now um people don't draw on canvases as much as they used to yeah. The necessity for that, you know, we're doing a lot of digital things or art on our computers, right? Now, sometimes you have to sketch out some things, right? Mm-hmm. But then shouldn't that be a class that integrates technology, you know, marketing and design? And, okay, well. And you get where I'm going? Like the integration. No, I do. So it, it can't just be like, oh, As, we're gonna- as long as you're deliberate with that. <clears throat> right. So yeah. I'm, I'm going
0: to go over a scenario. I remember my first year at uh, my current school and I was named the innovation coordinator for the high school and I have my own class called innovation and open source learning. People Mm -hmm. that have been listening to this podcast know what that is. But for those of you who don't, it was basically a class where the students have it as one period. We're on a block schedule. So it's 90 minutes and, the first seven weeks, I teach you how to think for yourself. I teach you how to reframe problems, how to be a seeker and peeker, uh, you know, how how to understand your own digital brand and, t- and treat the internet well and, and, and harness social media for the powers of good. And then the rest of the year is open source learning in the sense that you learn skills and acquire good networks by open sourcing your learning, i.e. not just learning from me. And Mm -hmm. so that went well. And one day I was having this discussion with some of my my students and I said, look, if I'm doing my job well, there should be no innovation class. We should cut it because I'm going to hopefully work with the teachers on getting them to do more innovative things. And I always Mm -hmm. remember Michaela, she said, and they're really comfortable with me, but she says, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And everybody kind of like looked at her, like, "Dang, Michaela." And I was like, "Okay, why?" And she says, "No offense, Wetrick, but I need my own time in here." She says, "There are certain things that are foundational, and I need them." She's mm-hmm. like, "Math may not ever be innovative, but I need it. Mm-hmm. History could be innovative." She's like, "But she's like, if if we had little twenty percent time projects in all of our core classes, I'd get nothing done." Oh, yeah. She, she says, this is my creative flex time. And All I right. see the same way with art. I, don't, I think because we're lightning speed towards the age of, of automation, I think one of the most important things we can do is pursue design and, you know, user experience and, and things that art teaches. Uh, so I would never, I, like, I st- me, just me, I want mm-hmm. art to always be its own separate thing. Now, mm-hmm. to teach history people, to teach math people, to teach, and I'm saying people, sounds disrespectful, but you know, those teachers that want to be more uh, purposeful in their, in their design thinking or more purposeful, that, that's fine. But man, I like that flex space. I, I like the, when they can flex their artistic, creative muscles in art class i can right. kind of concede a little bit on the pe and i'm gonna get angry people at both of us i can kind of <laughs> see that i can see it. But art i'm drawing my line in the sand i just can't do it
1: right so i think i think what i was saying to just go back was not that we shouldn't have an art teacher or art class i just think it should be more integrated in the cultural things that we do today oh, okay. like what are people what are people using art for so with like art class, it can't just be, you know, your your typical, you know, we're going to, you know, draw, we need to learn how to sketch things and different things, but there should be an addition to that. We shouldn't just be doing, you know, 36 weeks of, we just painted this, we put this paint up, we did that. Like, okay, so how do I take my, my design from paper? How do I put it into the computer? So what I'm saying is the skill sets Yeah, artistic for that art teacher has to be a little bit greater than what it typically was maybe 15, 20 years ago. We have to catch up to where we are. So if we're going to have an art, it should be more integrated. And then just just kind of switching lanes here a little bit on, you know, you know, what what should be added or what should be taken away? I think schools, whatever region you're in. I really think that you should focus on. Your focus should really be on the market in which you're surrounded by. Schools in New York, the market in New York is a lot different from the market in Tampa, right? So in Tampa, for example, the um, real estate market is is crazy, right? Um, you know, every every everybody who's everybody, you know, Tampa's real estate is going up, you know, 27% in the last three years, whatever, whatever. That's what our market dictates now. Right. So I think that there, I think schools in in Tampa should have a responsibility to at least expose interested students to real estate because it's something that is, is effective, you know, just like maybe broadcasting. I don't know what's in New York. Maybe broadcasting would be something that's specific to that region. Mm we should integrate those concepts because really you want kids to enter into a market because if, if I, if I want to be an actor, where do I go? Yeah. Los okay. Angeles, right. You're not yeah. going to become an actor in Tampa, Florida. So you, we can have a performing art school, which is fine, but we better be connected to somewhere in Los Angeles. <laughs> so <laughs> right? uh, I-
0: I kind of agree, but I also want to know, I also want my kids to, well, I think we're on the elementary side, so maybe I'm a little bit premature, but I want my kids you can be an actor from Indianapolis, Indiana, because right now the major, like TV and movies are dying, but we all know what's trending, and, and that's on your phone, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah. So, I, I,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But so. but on, on the real estate side though, like even on the investing, like, you know, again, I think understanding real estate goes back to even the financial piece. Right. That financial piece can just keep scaling up from investing to, you know, like I, I delayed gratification. Right. You know, uh, my Millennium Falcon story of when I was a kid, i uh, I wanted my mom <laughs> to buy me a Millennium Falcon. She's like, as soon as you have forty dollars, we can do it. Or no, it was $20. It was $20. And I learned, like, when I finally saved up $20, she's like, you want me to take you now to Airway and get you a Millennium Falcon? I'm like, no, I got $25 (laughs) in my account. This is awesome. So I I, I think that uh, the financial piece, yeah. But, you know, okay, so, so far we've got, we're we're doubling down and enhancing on creativity, on design, Mm -hmm. uh, tripling down on some financial literacy. We yep. may or may not be taking out PE on a pragmatic standpoint. I know we're going to get a little bit of pushback on that, and I understand. Um,
1: not okay. take it, it out, but we just have to. We have to restructure the way yeah, that we do it. Right. Like, That's what I meant. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. You can't just. Roll yeah, out we want to be physical, absolutely, because all yeah. the
0: research in the world says an active body is an active mind, and you're right. Okay, okay. Um, so anything else? Like, because I think everything else is pretty good. I like.
1: I like the fundamentals. I love grade school. There should be a class on mental health. Oh, there should be a class that teaches work-life balance Um, at grade school. Yeah. Okay. No, I yeah. love, uh, you had mm-hmm. me in like meditation and happiness. No, oh, no, no, no. We don't want to get into meditation. That's, 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 that, that may be too intense. I can hear parents now. What y'all doing at that school now?
0: Oh, see, I like that. I, I've seen it done really well with like bunny breathing and, and just like little, you know, okay, we're going to close our eyes and we're going to do, breathe in, nah. breathe out.
1: Just, oh, I love that stuff. You will, I, I, I guess, de-stresses, I guess.
0: De-stresses the mind.
1: We should do de stressors I I'd agree with you right there, but I wouldn't. I I wouldn't. I necessarily agree with you know your meditation or your prayer unless you send your child to a school that. Yeah, like, that's you know. A, I, yeah, the, one, I think that's why the whole
0: bunny breath and some of these yeah. other things because you're right. It takes kind of a Buddhist connotation or yeah. a Christian connotation because some people are like you're making my kid pray or you're making my kid chant you know, Tibetan monk, you know, (laughs) with things or whatever. And people like, get upset about that. But so, yeah, but, but again, I I think that's why I see that, like the whole, they'll name it these breathing techniques, something cute and something, but literally all the thing they're doing is
1: doing breathing techniques and having kids de-stress. Right. So, so even, even with that, and you know, I say, you know, I say work-life balance, but like, you know, kids are stressed out about, you know, their, their homework sometimes. And, you know, what they're trying to do at home. You know, you you teach a young child to prioritize. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that should be a class, but it should be integrated within, you know, the school day. And also, you know, a healthy mind, the importance of a healthy mind. What are what are 10 things that you can do on a daily basis that promote a healthy mind? You know, the importance of a good shower. The importance of, you know, a, a made up bed like those things really help, you know, your, your mind and you feel good about yourself, your surroundings, your environment, your friends, all of those all of those concepts, because we can we can shove academics down a child's throat. We can shove, um, you know, different concepts or or programs or anything, you, research projects. We can we can be accredited. We can do all of those things. But, you know, consistently. Some of our smartest people in the world, some of our most famous, most talented people are consistently ending their lives because of mental health.
0: Mm. Well, uh, OK, so what you said is a while ago, I went really already when you said work life balance, school life balance. Yeah. Because that's their job. Like, that's getting, true. Like, okay. yeah. I just want like, to like make it. semantically we're okay because yeah. I'm, always, <laughs> I'm always <laughs> thinking about the emails I'm going to get later. Uh, we, I have a way of making people mad sometimes. But um, no, I, I, I agree. I, I really like that. Now that you clarify that, because that, that's where my mind went. We're like, work-life balance. Well, work-life. They, they already can start. Although, man, once again, you make a good point because maybe they can go back to mom and dad and go, dad, you need to chill. So I was talking to Mr. Crook today. And he said, <laughs> all, all these extra hours you're doing to really, you know, the, to focus deeply on what matters to you and put the, you know, do those Stephen Covey things where you put all the, you know, the big rocks in first, then you put the pebbles, oh, like stuff yeah. like that. I, I could just love it if like a third grader came in and told your mom, mom, Let's just relax for a second. Let's put our priorities straight. Oh my gosh,
1: that'd be the best. Right. What a cool project. You know, you you have kids who've never uh, uh, did the big rock challenge. You put all the different things in there and say, hey, make all this fit in the bottle. You know what I mean? And then just have them kind of go through. That'd be a really good introduction lesson to maybe (laughs) class.
0: Well, especially I'm telling you, like you, you got me geeking out here because like I love it when, you know, when my three kids would come home. And I, 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 we've just had a really great track record with our kids loving their class. Right. And mm-hmm. so when, you know, here lately, Grant comes home and like tells us some stuff about what they had talked about in class. I can't, I just would just <clears throat> would love it. If he, yeah, if he came home was like, mom, dad, sit down. <laughs> you guys are, <laughs> you seem a little stressed out. So here, here's the thing. There's this thing called work life balance. Right. And let's All talk right. about what really means most to us. I'd love,
1: I'd love that. I yeah, love that because you know we live our lives and you know it's crazy. It's taken me all my life to realize that number one I'm always going to have work at work. That's why I get paid to go to work. Um but my wife isn't always going to be in her 20s. My son isn't always going to be two. Um my my other son is not always going to crawl and my daughter's not always going to be 3. So you you sometimes we work so hard to make a life that we never actually get to live the life mm. that we trying to make. And, mm. and you talk to most high performers, a lot of these men and women are single. Um, they don't have anyone. They've, they've effectively adopted their job and everyone who works with them. And I said this on, the, on another part on, on, on another podcast that we did. Um effectively high performance. We'll go give everyone the best of us. And then when we get home, our families get the rest of us. We have to it has to be ingrained at a young age that there are just because your life is short anyway. It has to be ingrained at a young age that yes, work is important, but but there are things that matter more than your work because if you drop dead today, I don't care how impactful you are, how influential you are. If you drop dead today, your organization will go on. You'll be replaced in a day, or a week.
0: Uh, you know. So this is one thing I, I love about doing this podcast with you because I did my best to keep my microphone on mute when you when you were saying those things, and I borderline getting emotional. Uh, this is the difference between uh, you and I. I'm 46. And everything you just said is so accurate. And I think that I'm lucky and blessed enough to understand what you, the enormity of what you just said, but I still have a little, like, experience things with your family, man. You know, every now and then I get, I get busy and I'm just so blessed to have Alicia in my life mm-hmm. to remind me of slow down this is you know grant's not going to be this age I, mean, I i got one that's graduating here soon and and it went by like that and uh so i i love i love what you just said because i'm on the opposite end i'm you know <laughs> i'm halfway through my 40s and you're not quite done with your 20s and uh when you said relax and enjoy it and the best of us and the rest of us man those are where uh, those are words to live by Um, and I just, I just get the smile on my face to think that, you know, hopefully maybe there's a teacher out there listening to this right now, or even a parent right now, listening to this and saying, we need to have these talks with our kids. We need to talk about that work life, school life balance.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) Mm. Mm -mm. And then as a teacher, you know, you know, your first year teaching your third year, whatever year you're in, if you're giving kids two hours of homework. And, you know, you're not, not you're not reading all of that homework and giving feedback, like very detailed feedback at the same level that you want them to be detailed. You need to stop. Just allow those kids to go home so they can be with their families as well. There shouldn't be a kid in elementary school taking home an hour or, you know, two hours worth of homework because, you know, they have a teacher who is, you know, pushing that on them, you know, give those kids, maybe our homework a week, knock it out in class, handle it. You have the time. I know you do, because I look at the standards. It's, it's not all that complicated. And, and, and what you will start to see in your kids, you'll start to see more happy kids because they can go home and they can interact with their families because you really want those kids to be able to go home and, and interact with dad interact with mom and you know truthfully in some schools if you don't you know if you if you know a kid doesn't have you know as much time to maybe interact with dad or or even mom, you know their, their family situation is you know unstable maybe you can you know take some time in your class and and be that parental figure I had a kid come up to me um yesterday and uh you know, he's, he's one of my more, you know, fidgety kids. You know, he he does a lot. I love him to death though. He looked at me and, you know, I don't, I, you know, as a principal, I don't get to talk to kids as much as I would like. He looked at me, he says, you know, when I become a principal, I'm going to do this differently. I'm going to do this differently. I said, oh yeah. I say, why, why do you want to be a principal? He says, you know, because I want to be like you. And I was like, well, if you want to be like me, you got to sit down in your seat first. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to take that. How did you not start crying? Yeah. Like it it was, it was a lot, you know, it was a lot for me, but then (sighs) it it goes to show that kids are looking at us adults and they're saying now, Hmm, I want to be like that. And if you are, if you are a hard charger and you're not, you know, connected to, you know, the life outside of work, we're going to just. Everything is not taught. Some things are caught. So this is a child that I, I don't have as much verbal interaction with, but he says, I want to be like you. There was a girl. She says, you know, when I become a principal, I'm not going to be mean like you. So why do you want to be a principal? Because I want to be like you. So and these are kids, you know, yeah. so our kids see us. So yeah. when they go home and they play house or whatever the case is, they're going to be looking at you. Your, the the teacher, they're going to be looking at, you know, their family to yeah. give those kids time. Establish that normalcy.
0: Yeah. No, every year. Um,
1: and it's, mm.
0: uh, it hurts and it's the most joyous thing I get. There's been a couple years where I haven't, but most years in, in early June, I get father's day cards. Mm. And it, borderline hurts my soul. Um, one of the nicest things that uh, a girl named Ashley wrote one year, oh, I'm trying not to get emotional thinking about it. She said, um, thank you for always talking lovingly about your wife and kids. Because hmm. from time to time, I'll throw in <laughs> stories of, you know, <laughs> Ava and Anna and what they're doing and later on in life. And then you know, when we had Grant and just that I adore my wife, that I I, I love her so much. And when she put that in there, it was like, they're listening. And and sometimes this is me being me and being wacky or whatever. And just kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, those five minute transitions to get them calmed down. And I give them a, an Anna story <laughs> or things like that nature. But when, when the, when they, when they write that to you, kind of like, you know, a kid looking at you, cause I want to be like you. I just, Oh, but I'm a, I'm an overly <laughs> emotional person. I'm trying not to cry right now. So, all right. So bringing it back, we have gone over our 20. We we try to aim this for 20 minutes. We've gone over. Jamal, we're going to, we didn't plan on this. We're going to have to start middle school then next week. Because like what we're rechanging, we what we would throw out, what we'd add to. We want to hear from you guys, right? What would you change? And, and you either can give us some feedback on some things that we got right or wrong at the elementary, or if you want to give us some suggestions looking ahead, middle school, what are you doing? What are you taking out? What are you adding to? What is a different way of doing things? If we reinvented school this coming year, what do you got? You can always email us. You can, we prefer the public thing. You can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash start at up or start at up foundation. Uh, You can make this a Twitter thing. You can use the hashtag start at up. You can also use hashtag crucial conversations. Um, But I'd like to see where this is going. Jamal, you have any other pieces of advice before we go out? I'm
1: fresh out of uh, advice. (laughs) (laughs) right right now uh but i but i but i definitely will say um we may find out that uh two things we may find out that schools are not as bad as we think yep Uh, but you know there is a 140 character limit as you were saying uh someone on the social media so if you do send us an email and it's long we'll read it just put at the bottom share this so that way we'll share it with
0: you. Yeah, that's true. We cannot, we don't really feel comfortable unless you want to be public with it. So, uh, or we can go real ed techy on, on everybody. And like, if you want to send us a Flipgrid? go for it. Although I'm a big fan of doing a, you know, you can go up to a minute and a half video on Twitter. So if you, if you want to give me a video, point that phone at your face and say, Hey Jamal, Hey Don, you got this wrong. You got this right. Whatever. We, we appreciate that. And that way we know it's public. Um, but uh, we'd, we'd love to hear your feedback. And if you have a suggestion for us, let us know Jamal uh, of all the podcasts we've done. And of all the little live things we did a couple of years ago, these last two have been my favorite.
1: All I, right.
0: I we're, we're going deep, man. And I appreciate you. And I appreciate the fact that we can have these publicly and uh, even taking some risks. So there we go. Oh yeah. All right.
1: Likewise, uh, my brother.
0: All right. Jamal lead us out.
1: Well, Jamal Crook, Don Wettrick, reminding you that opportunities are everywhere. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you.